We have on the line with us Hadley Heath-Manning. Uh, she is um, with the Independent Women's Forum. She, You see her on TV. She's an author. Uh, she's also a mom. I mean, she is... Uh, Hadley, does your superwoman cape get caught in the door when you leave in the morning? Huh. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking yesterday about this uh, having it all scenario. <laughs> and uh, the flip side of that is you'll feel like you're doing it all, which, yeah, <laughs> I... I uh, I, uh, I guess the thing missing from my life at this point is sleep, but ah. other than that, things are going great. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I can totally, totally relate. Um, but uh, I, I love our conversations, and I'm just, I'm just dying to hear what you have to say about these women's marches. And it's crazy here in Colorado; they've even taken the A out of women, and they've put in an X. Yeah. I mean, what is going on out there with these women's marches? You know, it has uh, been really interesting to watch because this year, uh, at least uh, the one in Washington, I think in Denver, too, these, these across the nation, it's the third year because, of course, you started the year that President Trump was being inaugurated, the same weekend as uh, President Trump's inauguration. So now we're in year three watching the Women's March. Um, but this year, I would say that their movement has faced um, more challenges than in previous years. Um, in fact, some local marches have distanced themselves from the National March or canceled their Women's March altogether. Um, And that's in large part due to um, some revelations about the leadership at the national level um, that some of these women, you know, it's very regrettable, but they hold pretty radical views about particular things, and they have associations with people who uh, in the past uh, have made very strong anti-Semitic statements. And um, what's really interesting is that the national leadership has had every opportunity to denounce those associations, and yet uh, they've really had trouble doing this. Um, We've covered all of this on our blog at Independent Women's Forum at iwf.org. But just in the past week, um, one of the women who's at the leadership at the national level, um, Tamika Malloy, went on The View and uh, got every opportunity from Meghan McCain to denounce her association with Louis Farrakhan, who's a man who said, you know, that he admires Hitler <laughs> and the and, and the woman who's uh, with the Women's March really couldn't couldn't say that she um, wasn't proud to have this association. And so that's a fascinating aspect. The tablet is one organization, one media organization that's done a lot of reporting, really an expose of the Women's March. And of course, these associations are troubling. But I would say the bigger issue with the Women's March, um, and this has been true from day one, is that as interested as it is in, you know, pushing what they call a pro-woman agenda and being a diverse group of women, they really exclude a lot of American women because they only represent those women and defend those women who share their political perspective. And Tim, I know you know what I mean here, but there's a a very strong bias um, when it comes to the Women's March in favor of progressive causes only. Um, They wouldn't include a Feminist for Life organization the first year, but it's become more and more clear every year, regrettably, that they don't want to include any women who don't have a very strong left-wing political perspective. You know, Hadley, I think that the veil is coming off on this progressive agenda. Now, I I don't know quite how it's all going to work out, uh, because what we've seen with um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez you know, she is actually, I think, verbalizing what uh, has happened to the Democrat Party. It it has really been taken over by progressive um, 
leftists, if you will. And I know the first year of the Women's March, I actually was back in Washington, D.C. that weekend. I uh, got to go back for President Trump's inauguration. And I was a little bit oblivious. I kind of heard about this Women's March. I didn't really know what you know, what was going on. I was really kind of, I was excited to go to the inauguration and we were at the airport here out at DIA and, and, and I was carrying my crazy little rubber chicken handbag. And, and a woman said to me and that, um, Oh, are you going to Washington DC for the women's March? I said, no, I'm going for the uh, inauguration. She commented on my purse and she immediately, her demeanor towards me changed. I, and I almost felt like she was looking at me with disdain and I was kind of scratching my head. I couldn't quite figure out what was going on. And then when we got to Washington, D.C., and we, I was standing waiting for my bags to come off of the um, baggage carrier there, um, I was seeing these boxes of, of things. These women were pulling off boxes, things that had been mailed to them, and, and they were pulling these off in their luggage. And I'm thinking, that is so curious. What I realized, it was probably all these T-shirts and hats. This was very organized three years ago. Uh-huh. Yes, and I don't. I mean, this isn't scientific data, but I can say that at least the inaugural Women's March, I knew many people who were planning to, you know, take buses. I'm originally from North Carolina, and so a lot of my Facebook pool of friends is from that part of the country. But I knew people personally who were participating in the first year, and I would say initially, uh, especially because of the um, timing and President Trump's inauguration, the Women's March was more able, I believe, in their first year. To make the march seem like um, that it was sort of this um, pro-woman celebration, defending women, standing up for women, particularly because President Trump um, and a lot of politicians have said and, and done things towards women that are indefensible. And I can understand how if you're a woman, you are mm-hmm. concerned about respect for women in the public sphere. Um, and if you want to stand up for women, that's Absolutely, that's a cause that I will walk beside you, march with you 110%. However, it has become more and more clear over time that this is not a women's march. It is a progressive march. It's an anti-Trump march. But more than that, um, it is you know only going to champion causes of the left. And if you are a woman who disagrees, you know if you're headed to President Trump's inauguration instead, then Katie bar the door. Right. You are you are not welcome at all. And, you know, you mentioned the replacement of the A with the X and the word women. One question that I have, uh, particularly as we see across the country, the left has made it a real mission to, you know, sort of destroy, I would say, distinctions between men and women. So, for example, at Harvard University, they have a new policy that um, Harvard women cannot participate in sororities or any single-sex organization. Um, and I'm curious if Harvard University is going to sanction Harvard women who may participate in the Women's March, because, of course, this is supposed to be a, a female-themed march. Um, however, Harvard is looking to really abolish women-only spaces, and, of course, men-only spaces, too. There's a similar situation going on in Alaska, where a civil rights commission in Anchorage is going after a women-only homeless shelter for denying um, basically entrance to a man. And you can understand how homeless women, particularly women who've been mm-hmm. abused by men, would need to have a women's only space. So I don't understand how the left is going to continue to be the champion of women as they claim to be. They claim that mantle. Um, and yet they're taking away from women 
some of the spaces that um, traditionally we have kept them to ourselves in order to be safe and empowered. Um, and this is a real conflict that I see coming down the pike for the left that, you know, the arc of progressivism may be long, but it bends towards misogyny because if you're trying to erase what makes women women, then you're in real trouble. You can't, you can't forever be the champion of women if you're basically trying to get rid of womanhood. You know, Hadley Heath Manning, on our show, we are bringing forth these important issues. And my hope is, is that our listeners can have some nuggets every day, some golden nuggets of wisdom or discernment. And what you just said there is absolutely so important because, because you, you can't have it both ways. You just cannot have it both ways. You can't, you can't say that that we're all the same and then yet we're different. I want to I want to unpack all this just a little bit more. Uh have you seen this Gillette commercial that's there's been all this for fear uh, regarding um um men by any chance? Yes, I have seen it. Okay, I'd like to chat with you just a little bit in the next segment about that and see what you think about it. We talked about it yesterday. But uh, I also think that it, um, I, I was really troubled. I almost wanted to cry on that one. So let's go to break. We're talking with uh, Hadley Heath Manning with the Independent Women's Forum about the Women's March. And then I want to get her, her read on this uh, Gillette commercial um, that they're probably going to run in the Super Bowl. This is Kim Munson. We'll be right back with Hadley Heath Manning with the Independent Women's Forum. Oh. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. We have on the line with us Hadley Heath Manning. Uh, she is with the Independent Women's Forum. We were talking about the Women's March and also the fact that in Colorado, uh, they are changing the spelling of wom- women or woman, uh, replacing the A in woman with an X. Uh, and Hadley, you made a really interesting point regarding Harvard, says that women can no longer be part of a sorority but your question about whether or not they could um, march in the women's march, I mean, I thought that was absolutely fascinating. Uh, but let's jump well, over. Know, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, the Harvard policy is just so extensive. It actually applies to, to Harvard men and women, even when they're off campus. And I think that's pretty troubling. It's a pretty troubling, you know, violation of the freedom of association. No, so no, wait a, wait a minute. Let's put amicus free from IWF in that case. What does what does that mean exactly? I they this is when they're off campus as well. What does that mean? That that means you know if you're found out, basically, even if you participate, for example, in a men only or women only Bible study, <laughs> if you're found out by the university, then you can face sanctions as a student, and um, that's that's pretty troubling. So. Um, we'll have more commentary ab- about that case as it proceeds. Some of the sororities have brought a lawsuit against Harvard, and um, we're planning to weigh in with our own amicus brief. So it's absolutely uh, they're out of bounds, I believe, from a moral perspective at Harvard. Oh, my gosh. So on one hand, they say men and women are the same, and then on the other hand, they say they're different. I mean, it's such mixed messages that we are are sending to our young people. We've got to get a handle on just common sense, I think, again. But this Gillette commercial, there's been a lot of conversation about it. Um, I watched it several times. Uh, There's been some folks that say that they think it's great. I see tremendous danger in it. Uh, And I talked a bit about it yesterday. What do you think about it, Hadley Heath Manning? Well, you know, I think it falls in a category um, where there's been so much of this, I feel like, in recent years of virtue signaling in advertising. You know, it's obviously a brand, Gillette, trying to capitalize on um, 
a market of people who will agree with the message that they're sending. And, you know, on the one hand, and I'm sure, you know, this is almost obvious, I hate to even say it, but no one's going to disagree with the idea that bullying and violence towards women and, you know, sexual harassment are wrong things that no one should do. Um, but that's sort of the trouble that if, if Gillette is saying men, you know, you should be decent, then that really raises the question, are, are all men not behaving decently? You know, and so I think that's really the trouble with the ad is that it sort of suggests that men on the whole need some kind of moral education. And then, of course, is Gillette really the best <laughs> educator morally? I do think we need moral education for both boys and girls about how to grow up and become the best men and women they can be. But, of course, I think that families are in the best position to do that moral education, not not a corporation selling razors. Well, the progressive activists left have taken over so many of the institutions, and one of those has been the Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts was a place where where boys would go and, and they, they could do, if you will, boys could be boys in, in the best sense of things, where they could run, they could play, they could, you know, learn to tie knots, they could go camping, they could do all of those things of boys will be boys. Uh, and, of course, the Gillette commercial, um, you know, said was, was taking a, kind of a, an excuse for bad behavior that boys will be boys. And I don't, I don't believe that. I, I know so many fine men. Uh, and, and so I'm really troubled you know, by the message that they were, were trying to send there. But but the Boy Scouts has really in many ways been decimated by the progressive left um, because, you know, it, it now, you know, encompasses girls that you can't, you, uh, I mean, it just seems to me like our, our little boys have been under assault. And then this message, and there was also, I felt some racial undertones. I don't know if you caught that, Hadley. But it looked to me like it, it uh, made Caucasian males, Caucasian straight males who are at the bottom of the, the barrel as far as progressive activists are concerned. It made them look like they were out of control, that they were, that they were bullies. I found that boardroom um, clip very interesting where there was one woman, one, one woman there and then it, it looked primarily like Caucasian men. And then the leader in the, of the meeting said, well, what she meant to say, and then they pan uh-huh. to the woman, and she just looks defeated. And mm-hmm. my first, um, I, I was in the investment business. I worked on a stock trading desk, primarily male-dominated, and then, and then of course, in the investment business. And I, I worked hard. I became one of the youngest VPs at my company. And um, if somebody did something to me, I would have said, wait a minute, bucko. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I was so frustrated that they made her, portrayed her as a victim. Yeah, well, there's so much there. First of all, I agree with you about the Boy Scouts. They really got the Harvard treatment, you know, that you can't just segregate into your own single-sex group. That's a, a, a violation of the, the left's ultimate value of inclusivity. And it's not to say that inclusivity is a bad value. It just may not always be the ultimate value in every case. You know, we got to check ourselves in terms of where that's, that's headed because, of course, um, if we include, for example, transgender women in women's sports, where is that going for people who are born female? You know, because men, um, people who are born men, possess certain physical advantages. And so I think this is really starting to uh, drum up a lot of important questions that I don't know that the left is, is truly prepared to answer in terms of where this ideology is taking us. Um, but certainly when it comes to the ad, you know, I honestly, I did not notice the racial 
undertones. I've seen people write about this, but I think that this is pretty prevalent. If you if you really pay close attention to a lot of our media, and, and one of my friends recently saw the movie A Dog's Way Home. I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah. um, she, she made the same um, sort of uh, observation that everyone who's good in the movie um, fits into, you know, a progressive stereotype, and everyone who's, who's bad in the movie fits into a conservative stereotype. And I do think that in a lot of our TV shows and movies and advertisements, there is sort of this subliminal message, and it's because, you know, of course, the left controls Hollywood, and so mm-hmm. this is going to be um, the, the choices that they make. Um, but I think it's really unfortunate. It represents a real privilege that um, progressive people have that they may not even notice that they're not being depicted as the bad guy in a lot of these situations. And, you know, if, uh, if you're a conservative, you're, you're probably used to it by now, but um, that's sad. Uh, it shouldn't be the case that we're made to feel guilty for who we are. Well, and and uh, I think in defense of, of men, in defense of the, the old white guys, where, uh, again, this has been a narrative that the founders were just old white guys concerned about their own special interests. And uh, it, that is a, a narrative that is not honest, that's being taught to our kids from a historical standpoint. Uh, our kids should be told that those guys put everything on their line, their their lives, their their fortunes, their sacred honor. And they signed the Declaration of Independence, which was monumental. And they did that as they heard the British cannons just down the river. And uh, so it has been uh, these uh, conservative, if you, will, if you will, white guys that stepped up as patriots. They stepped up in the Civil War. They stepped up in World War II. And uh, I'm really unhappy with Gillette. Instead of holding men up for the great things that they have done as providers and protectors that they came out with this particular ad. So your last thoughts on, on everything. Hadley, I love having conversations with you. Uh, you are a woman who gets so much done, and, and I really appreciate being here. So what's your last thought? Well, you know, my last thought, maybe I'll encourage people to, to check this out. Um, I'm sure people have heard of the Equal Rights Amendment. Well, this is something that Phyllis Schlafly and, and some others really stood up to in the 1970s, and it's back. The left is now pushing, once again, the Equal Rights Amendment. But as we discussed earlier, um, the Equal Rights Amendment is, really should be called the Same Rights Amendment because it's not about equal rights. The founders ensured equal rights for men and women. The 14th Amendment also protects our equal rights as women. The Equal Rights Amendment doesn't mention women. It would, in fact, remove some legal protections for women. I, I don't know if they really believe that it will be a victory for women if we have to enroll in the draft. You know, I mean, I think that we ought to really pay attention to what's happening here um, because the Equal Rights Amendment is not going to be an advancement for women um, as much as it's advertised to be. They're similar to the Women's March in that way, that on the surface it may appear to be pro-women, uh, but under the surface, sadly, it's not. Well, we're going to have to have you back very soon to unpack that. So Hadley Heath Manning, thank you so much for joining me, Mary Chicks, with Kim Munson. You have a great day. Okay, thank Hadley. You. Okay, thanks so much. Uh, hey, this hour has gone quickly. A lot of information. Uh, our quote for today is Alexis de Tocqueville, one of Steve's favorite guys. And I, it's amazing the way he writes. He said, if it be admitted that a man possessing absolute power may misuse that power by wronging his adversaries, why should a majority not be liable to the same reproach? Men are not apt to change their character by agglomeration, nor does their patience in the presence of obstacles increase with the consciousness of their strength. And for these reasons, 
I can never willingly invest any number of my fellow creatures with that unlimited authority with which I should refuse to any one of them. That is Alexis de Tocqueville. And our positive thought for today, read great books. You only have 24 hours in a day and make sure that you use them well. So read great books. Think good thoughts. Listen to beautiful music. Communicate. Listen well. Live honestly and authentically. Strive for high ideals. And like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. God bless you and God bless America.